Hello, everyone, and welcome to Get Can Lit, a podcast that showcases Canadian authors. I'm your host, Maria Zupardi, an avid Can Lit reader, and keep on listening to find your next favorite book today. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day if you celebrate, if not, happy Romance Month, because I know many, many people are reading as much romance books as they can, which I don't blame you. This month is pretty depressing, (laughs) especially lately. I feel like it's been depressing, but at least the sun is out or it was out on the weekend. So I don't know how the weather will be today on Tuesday. But anyways, hopefully it's as sunny as the weekend is as I'm recording this. Anyways, today's episode, I wanted to go through a few very limited literary romance books because I know When people think of romance authors, they think obviously the more commercial fiction, but I felt like finding those gems in those, wait, no, that's not the saying I'm trying to say. I felt like finding those needles in a haystack that I think would make a great addition to your romance shelves, even though if they're not the most conventional romance books that you read. (laughs) I hope that made sense. Who knows anymore? Very tired. Anyways, so I wanted to get through that. But of course, I do have like a popular authors list to just like literally read off of. Um, I don't want to go too much into details of these authors books because I feel like you would have read them by now. But anyways, in Canada, we do have a really good crop of romance authors to read. You just got to know that they're Canadian. So I don't know, I feel like some of these I didn't know were Canadian, Um, but anyways, here's my list. So I've got Farah Heron, K.A. Tucker, Amy Lee, which I feel like many people don't realize is Canadian, but she is. Uh, We've got Jane Acaro, who I had mentioned in last week's episode, or the last episode since this is bi-weekly. We've got Sonia King, Elle Kennedy, who is one who I didn't know was Canadian until like I was just researching for this episode. Um, and also Helena Hunting. I had no idea she was Canadian. Am I just living under a rock? I have no idea. I probably am. <laughs> um, and a new face on the Canadian romance scene is Carly Fortune, which, you know, we're Canada's very proud to claim her. And yeah, like, go Carly. I'm so excited for her next book, which is coming out later this year. I don't know the pub date off the top of my head. I apologize. And another, I feel like she's popular, this next author, but I don't know how well-known beyond her debut she is in the U.S. So that is Uzma Jalaluddin. The U.S. cover of her first book was just stunning. That was Aisha at last. So it was like the gold and purple book cover if you're in the U.S., which I was so jealous of. I loved it a lot more than our Canadian edition. Uh, but it's fine. I did meet Uzma, believe it or not, at the Ontario Library Association conference. She was literally walking by the booth that I was at for Dundon Press. And I'm like, oh my God, Uzma, is that you? Um, It was very embarrassing. But you know what? That's just how it is at these conferences sometimes, I guess. (laughs) So I congratulated her on like her Canada Reads long list. Um, And yeah, it was anyways, it was just a really great moment in my life that I will never, ever forget. (laughs) So if you do ever meet Uzma, she's very nice, um, very fun to talk to. But anyways, that was just a sidebar. Um, Just letting you know that I met Uzma, but (laughs) just name dropping names. So anyways, those were like the very popular authors that I could think of off of the top of my head, as well as the other couple that I found, just to confirm like a few of the other authors that I was looking at. But moving on to the more 
non-mainstream authors that I think are needles in a haystack. First up for you, I have You Are Eating an Orange, You Are Naked by Xiang King. So this one is about a young translator who's living in Toronto and frequently travels abroad like to really great locations. And he's often traveling with his unnamed lover who, hello, I love unnamed narrators, unnamed characters. Like it just, it's very intriguing to me. And I really love that kind of aspect in books whenever I see it. Um, anyway, so they are traveling um, together and we, and as we see them in restaurants and hotel rooms, they begin telling each other stories and kind of a just to kind of fill the time um, and the undefined space between them. So the book description here says that the relationship is an enigmatic one in which emotions are often muted and sometimes masked by verbal play and philosophical questions, and also complicated by the woman's frequent unexplained disappearances, which I hope we find out where she goes at the end, because like, where do you go to, right? Like, if you're traveling with someone who maybe they're always working, who knows, but I don't know. Anyways, so You Are Eating an Orange, You Are Naked by Xiang King definitely falls in that more literary romance, literary life type of book that I think really defines Canlit. If you've read enough Canlit, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, read more Canlit so you can get a sense of what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know, it's just something that really defines like the literary life type of book and Canlit that it's just, you can easily pick it out like among a group of books. I don't know. It's hard to explain. <laughs> I know what I mean. <laughs> um, but anyways, moving on to another literary fiction type romance book, that is The Foghorn Echoes by Danny Ramadan. So this is a coming of age novel about a forbidden love between two boys in a war-torn Syria and the fallout that kind of follows them throughout their adult lives. The book starts off in 2003 where Hussam's father catches him, obviously, you know, acting upon his impulses um, with his best friend Wasim. And now 10 years later in 2013, Hussam is living an openly gay life in Vancouver where he's using sex, drugs, and alcohol kind of as a way to fight his demons. Um, while Wasim is living on the streets of Damascus after leaving his wife and child since I guess he felt like he could no longer live a lie, basically. So I'm very interested to see if Hussam and Wasim end up finding their way back to each other or if their history together and their war-torn country will be major factors in them not really finding themselves again. I definitely do plan on reading The Foghorn Echoes by Dami Ramadan. It's a beautiful cover. Okay, and my last literary romance book for you is Lucien and Olivia by Andre Narbonne. This book was on the Giller Prize longlist last year. It's set in the 80s, which I love a good historical setting. Sorry if you're born during the 80s or before, but to me, it's historical. Just like anybody who was born, I don't know, like recently would think that the 90s is historical or it's creeping up to be historical. But anyways, for now, 90s is good. 80s is a little, you know, it's a little historical to me. <laughs> so Lucian and Olivia is about basically Lucian, who's a marine engineer on a Canadian tanker, and he meets Olivia while he's on one-month leave in Halifax. And Olivia is a philosophy student at Dalhousie University who just immediately does not like Lucian. And of course, with any literary canlit romance book, they slowly discover how compatible they are despite their differences. So Lucian and Olivia is really a short 
it's such a short book. It's so tiny. You can just go and read it all in one shot after you finish listening to this episode, of course. <laughs> but the Goodreads reviews are pretty good for it. So I'm excited to pick this up um, probably on the long weekend because I feel like I can just read it in like a morning and I can just start something else really short after it and read two books in one day, which is like an accomplishment for me. <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely saving reading this one for the long weekend, obviously. And okay, those were the three literary books that I have for you, which I think are very worth the read. I haven't read them all personally myself, but I, f I know what I like when I read a book description and I know I'd love those books. If that's really not your thing, totally fair. Here is one book that is for a more commercial audience. And that is The Dash and Wears Prada by Stephanie London, which I have had on my TBR for way too long. To be honest, I had planned to have it read before recording this episode. But for the life of me, I just cannot find this book. I have only so many spots in my house that I keep books in. And it's not there unless I didn't really look too carefully. Because like, you know how romance books are like a shorter trim size so like it's easy to find in the stack of books. Maybe I just wasn't looking careful enough. But anyways, as soon as I find it, I'm going to read it because like it's been on my mind. <laughs> I just I I don't know where, where it is, um, which is pretty classic for me. <laughs> I always want to read a book and then I can't find it. And then I just think about it and end up in a reading slump because it's just the one book I have in my mind that I want to read. Anyways, this super cute book is about a social media consultant um, Isla or I Isla, I don't know. I S L A. <laughs> That's how you spell her first name. I'm gonna, just gonna go with Isla Thompson. Um, and she went viral for basically all the wrong reasons, my biggest nightmare. And one month later, she's just really desperate for a job because she also takes care of her 14-year-old sister. So she takes the first one that's offered to her, and that is um basically caring for Camilla a glossy-maned, foul-tempered hellhound, according to the description, which if you know spoiled dogs, you know they can be pretty bad. <laughs> I have a spoiled one, which is why I'm rushing to film, to record this episode, because I have to go and take care of him. But anyways, of course, Camilla's owner is a sweet and funny rich guy named Theo, and I think if you've read enough commercial romance books by now, I'm sure you can imagine exactly how this book ends. But you know, sometimes you just need a book with a specific structure to kind of keep you going through this long month. Um, and I feel like that's what the Dash and Wears Prada by Stephanie London can offer you. And one more commercialized-esque book that I think is going to be a really big hit once it comes out next month is Two for the Road by Chantelle Guertin. I have an arc, which I just started reading a few days ago, and it's just, I'm in love with it. Um, in case you didn't know, Chantelle is an author. She wrote a YA series and she also wrote like her last book was Instamom, which I feel like was for a bit of um, it was more contemporary women's fiction. So I feel like that one I did read it. I enjoyed it, but it was just more for a bit of like the 35 plus crowd, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, books are for everybody, right? <laughs> but I mean, like in terms of being a big hit and in terms of like reaching or appealing to a wider audience, I really think Two for the Road is a true winner. Let me tell you a little bit about it right now since I have time. <laughs> so this book is basically about a romance bookstore owner who has the hugest crush ever on this guy named Zane and he is a 
audiobook narrator, but he also does bus tours in London. So she ends up going on this bus tour just to be, you know, in the vicinity of her one true love, Zane. But when she gets there, I guess, I don't know what happens with the schedule. Zane cannot do the tour. (laughs) So she ends up stuck on this bus, the main character. um, Oh, gosh, I think her name's Gigi. She ends up stuck on this bus with like probably the worst people to be stuck on a bus with. But also the bus driver is very much, you know, like he's kind of annoying, but she's drawn to him for some reason. So you see what I mean? It's a bit more commercialized, but I think that this will really make Chantel a Canadian romance household name. Like I'm convinced this book is so fun. I don't know yet if it's closed door or um, not. (laughs) Because I know like Instamom was a little bit closed door. So I don't know if that's the direction that Chantel will take to for the road. Um, but either way, like the writing is so much fun. It is classic Chantel writing. If you've read her before, she's very descriptive. Um, she has a great writing style. So anyways, I just I'm very excited for this book. It comes out March 28 or 29. What It's a 20 something. <laughs> Keep an eye out on the Get Canlit podcast Instagram account. I will post my review once um, once I finish the book. But anyways, I just just plan on it for being everywhere in March. I promise. <laughs> okay, so before I get into my Canlet TBR jar and the book I read for this episode, which was Johnny Appleseed, um, like I just wanted to kind of go through a very quick book haul that I regret, but you know what? It's fine. <laughs> um, so I like I mentioned a bit earlier, I was at the OLA conference for work. Um But during that time, I went around to buy a couple books, of course, because I can't resist not buying books when books are on sale. But I also picked up a couple of signed copies. But anyways, so I just wanted to go through those books super quickly (laughs) with you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there is, I actually, I actually ended up with, I actually ended up with seven books, but one of them is like not Canadian authors. So I'm not going to obviously discuss that, but the six of them that I picked up are by Canadian authors. So, you know, it's kind of like I'm doing research. Like it was necessary research because these books will be on a podcast episode eventually. (laughs) At least that's how I rationed it to myself as I was picking these books up. (laughs) So the first book that I bought is Poetry, which I have honestly been thinking about for a while. I was going to borrow the ebook from the library um, when I first heard about this book, but there was no ebook available. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to go into my local library to pick up a physical copy. Um, but anyways, that is Pistachios in My Pocket by Sarah Farmand. And this book is basically detailing the author's family's escape from from Iran and their time as immigrants in limbo and then finally as landed immigrants in Canada. So I love a poetry collection that has a lot to say about somebody's life. And that's why I've been drawn to this. And then I saw it at the LPG table and I'm like, sold. (laughs) Perfect. Um, The next book that I also bought was Modern Fables, which are essays by Mika Jacobson. And this is basically about love in the modern world. (laughs) And that's all I know about this book. Um, So kind of like literary essays things like that, which I think is pretty cool. And I probably could have shout out on my romance book uh, wrap up, but you know what? It's fine. We're just going to move on. (laughs) Um, And then next, the last book that I bought and actually also got signed because the author was there. That is Everything You Dream is Real by Lisa Denicolaitis. 
If you haven't met Lisa, she is the sweetest human being ever. I think this is like the second time I've met her, but I've also talked to her online. So like, I feel like we're besties now. <laughs> and she wrote like the sweetest message in my book, which I really appreciate. She has a really great backlist as well, if you want to check that out after this episode. Um, but this book is basically, oh, it's a sequel to her highly acclaimed The Rage Room um, that will delight fans both new and old. But I feel like you can kind of read Lisa's books like as standalones. I don't think you really need to put too much into series or anything. But basically, this book takes place 11 years after a world war destroyed the consumer-driven, plastic-based existence of 2055. Imagine being alive in 2055. <laughs> Who knows what the state of the world will be at at that point. But anyway, so those are the three books that I bought. The two books that I picked up, um, the first one is The Light of Eternal Spring, which I feel like I stole because <laughs> it was just kind of at the Penguin Penguin Random House Canada booth and I just kind of like zipped in picked up a copy <laughs> and just like left because um, no one was around <laughs> but anyways um, I'm an influencer kind of so like I feel like I I will put this book to good use but anyways The Light of Eternal Spring by Angel D. Zhang is um, a debut novel that takes place um, from the streets of New York City to Northeast China on the trail of a young photographer who needs to reconcile with her dead mother before she's able to see the world again. I immediately thought of Dandelion by Jamie Chai Yun Liu, but I don't know. I feel like there's no real connection between them. That's just what it kind of sounded like to me. Next up, which I got signed, is The Loyal Daughter by Nancy Lamb, which is autofiction. And I also got this signed. This book is so beautiful. It has like gold uh, finishes to it, which just makes the book cover pop. Um, oh, this is a novel in stories told from the perspective of mother, daughter, and granddaughter and spans the 1940s to modern day. And the author, Nancy Lamb, told me that she kind of read the, or she wrote this book as a way for her kids to kind of learn their history and the history of her mother and her grandmother um, and kind of like where they came from and what they went through. So I feel like that's very, very sweet. Um, I'm very excited to read this. But yeah, I feel like autofiction is a genre that is growing I think or at least like people are maybe looking for it a bit more I know I'm looking for it a lot more ever since I read What Remains of Elsie Jane by Chelsea Wakelin so I feel like this is like the perfect follow-up to explore my new lo found love for autofiction so yeah I'm very excited to read The Loyal Daughter by Nancy Lamb and the last book that I picked up which I also got signed I'm so excited it's a YA novel it's called Until We Break by Matthew Dawkins and I used to dance. I used to dance ballet and tap. So I feel like this book just speaks to me. Um, the publisher at Wattpad, I'm like, can I please like just come and get this book signed because I've heard about it and it just sounds so good. And I'm, I'm so excited that the author was there so I can get a copy. <laughs> um, and yeah, the publisher was like, yeah, come on by. It's at two o'clock. So yep, at two o'clock, right at two o'clock. I'm like, I'll be right back. It took me five minutes to go get my book signed. <laughs> but anyways, this is about a character named Naomi Morgan, whose life revolves around ballet, long summers, and then she gets injured, which is very sad. So we've all dealt with injuries as dancers, and it's just what you kind of do with them. So yeah, but anyways, that's why I'm very excited to read Until We Break by Matthew Dawkins. <laughs> So yeah, that was my OLA haul, which was totally unintentional. But again, I feel like it was necessary for the future of this podcast. <laughs>
because, you know, it's not like I already have a hundred million thousand books by Canadian authors on my TBR. <laughs> but anyways, speaking of my TBR, I have my TBR jar here. And last time I picked out Johnny Appleseed by Joshua Whitehead, which I read. It was, it was, I thought it would be, it would take me shorter to get through the book because it was a small book. Um, but there's a lot of words on those pages. <laughs> and it's the type of book where like you you can't just breeze through, like you really got to sit down, read it, let the information kind of sink in, um, which is totally not wrong. Like maybe February isn't the best month for that. But I feel like if you read it at any other time of the year, you know, like maybe when it's a happier time, like summer, <laughs> I feel like um, that would be a great time to read it. But anyways, I really enjoyed the book. It leaves a lot to think about. I loved reading about life on a reserve and how difficult that can be and the choices that can lead you to kind of leave and what happens when you leave that and the choices you're forced to make because of your story. So anyways, it has so much to say. Definitely believe the hype in this book. I feel like it's gotten mixed reviews, but just put stock in the positive ones because it's really such a great book. And again, I think it's just comes down to the mindset you have when you pick up this book. So anyways, highly, highly, highly recommend another Canlit TBR jar winner for me. Um, but yeah, let's select a next one for next episode. I feel like the new ones are at the top, so I'm just going to mix this in a little bit just to see what comes out because <laughs> who knows. I feel like I have to add more to this because like, I've also bought books that I haven't talked about yet. Um, again, all in the name of the future of this podcast. <laughs> but um, still, anyways, let me open this. Ooh, oh my gosh, this is perfect timing. Velvet Was the Night by Silvia Morena Garcia. I love her. And I'm so glad that this is the second book. So at least I can read them in order because I love reading books by authors in order just to kind of see how their writing improves from their debut. But anyways, this is very exciting. I'm so happy to read this book. I've been feeling in the mood for something like horror, dark kind of books to match my mood because February has been depressing. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, this works out great for me. Um, this is also a little book that has a lot of words on the page, so it'll probably take me a bit longer to get through this book. So I will just select the one for now for this TBR jar. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you found a non-conventional romance book to read, or maybe you want to go all out with your commercialized romance books, which is totally fair, especially in this day and age we're in. <laughs> Happy reading. I hope you find your next favorite book by a Canadian author through this podcast, and I will see you for my next episode in two weeks. Thanks for listening to the Get Canlit podcast, a show that's all about what Canadian authors you need to read next. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on your favorite platform and watch out for new episodes every other Tuesday. You can find me on social media at Get Canlit Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at Get Canlit Pod on Twitter. Thank you and I'll see you next time.